Welcome to What's the Score, a series solely dedicated to the support of Central Florida's small business and entrepreneurs. Donated as a community service by Salem Media Group. Now, here's Christopher Hart and Rich Jekyll. Hello again and welcome to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we got a winning combination in the studio again today. It's not the award-winning Rich Jekyll, but it is the person who's responsible for Rich Jekyll. At least that's what people tell me. Which means I get a double award, is that it? Uh, or a double whammy, one or the other. Yeah. Of course, that is Lucy Polito of SCORE. And I am Christopher Hart of the American Adversaries Radio Show. Once again, thank you so very much for joining us. And we really do appreciate the fact that you're telling your friends and family about the show because the audience is growing. And, of course, that's the idea, to get the word out, the good word out about SCORE, which is a great organization. And Why don't you give the elevator speech today, Lucy? I don't have an elevator speech. I have a real speech. All right, let's and hear it. the real it. speech is uh, anyone who wants to uh, consider opening up a business, a small business, they should come to SCORE. And uh, you will provide them with the address and mm-hmm. the website and so on. But understand that this organization is a world, not world, but a nationwide uh, nationwide organization with approximately 14,000 volunteers, all of whom uh, have had their own business or have had uh, experiences having upper management and so on, very successful folks who are there on a volunteer basis to offer people an opportunity to start a business the right way. And it is a free uh, opportunity that's there for the asking, really. That's right. And you started to say world, and actually it is a national organization, nonprofit organization, but it has experience from around the world because you yes. literally have yes, been around the does. world and with American as Express. A matter of fact, yes. And as a matter of fact, we also have uh, people that are uh, bilingual uh, in you know, various languages, so we are able to help people who recently have arrived sometimes in the country and who may not know the ways of uh, doing business in the United States. And that's always an interesting opportunity because obviously people come with different uh, backgrounds and backgrounds experiences, and knowledge. experiences, and they don't know what the local laws are and so on. So we're there to help with all of that. And once again, as Lucy mentioned, the mentorship program at SCORE is absolutely, as Rich says, the F word, big time free. And they are located at in the National Entrepreneur Center at the Fashion Square Mall on the west end of the mall there. Just park in the parking garage, look for the vines on the wall, and they'll take you right there. It's right inside the door there. And it is a state-of-the-art, first-class facility there. SCORE is not the only organization there. There are a number of organizations there. For instance, right now, the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce is very busy right there with the influx of of our neighbors from Puerto Rico who are coming here. Um, And so the Entrepreneur Center has a whole lot to offer, but once again, so does SCORE. Now, the National Entrepreneur Center is open 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. 9 to 5, yes. And if you go in there and ask for somebody from SCORE, you'll actually get a human being to talk to. That's right, and we'll be happy to do that um, any day of the week, 9 to 5. And sometimes we even work on Saturdays with special appointments. So that's also available because we realize there are a number of people who are still working on a regular job but really have uh, some questions as to how to open a business. So... We do make appointments on Saturdays also. Okay. The phone number there, by the way, is 407-420-4844. That's for SCORE, 407-420-4844. And uh, once again, oh, I've got to mention the website, which is orlando.score.org, orlando.score.org, which is where you'll you'll be able to sign up for alerts and emails and things of that nature. And it's also, the website also has all the information in reference to the seminars that we provide. Um, some of the seminars are free, uh, just to acquaint you with the needs for opening up a business. And some of the other seminars are really to get you started um, on how to start the business and some of the information you need to know uh, to have a successful business. I tell you what, the cost for these seminars is minimal. And if you were to take all of the seminars, you would... I, you would come away with more knowledge that you're going to get at most business schools. True. And it's because you're talking to people who have been there, done that. And it's not so much textbook, although you're going to be going home with a lot of information that they'll be giving you. And if you want to take the advantage of these seminars, including the 
uh, Coffee with a Leader series and the Lunch with a Leader series. You can go to the website, check out the schedule, see what is being offered on these particular days. The Coffee with a Leader series is, is once a week now. The, the Lunch with a Leader series is twice a month. And this, the other seminars are being offered on a regular basis. All of that you can find at orlando.score.org where you can also sign up for those. And you really do need to pre-register because they're usually standing room only and they want to make sure everybody gets some of the information that they're going to be making available that day. Okay, so once again, that's orlando.score.org. And don't forget, BizFest is coming up, right? I mean, Right around the corner in May. Yeah, and we're already working our way well through January, and it seems like it was just yesterday, the first, you no know, first day of the year. So We are aging quickly. <laughs> yeah, so don't wait to uh, plan on being at BizFest. And if you want to get into the PitchFest, you're going to want to wait. I mean, now they haven't opened the application process yet. We'll let you know when they do, but you might want to start planning on how you might present your business, whether it's a new business or existing business. There's a category for each, and there will be cash prizes. Yes. All right. So that's, once again, that's coming up in May. That's coming up in May. Okay, so uh, I want to introduce today's guest. Now, she's been on the show before, but it's been a while. And, by the way, you can go to orlando.score.org and access the archive for these shows. And you'll find them there at the website. And uh, this lady has been on the show before, but uh, she's overdue for coming back. So I want to welcome back to the show Dr. Isabel Perry. Welcome back to the show, Dr. Perry. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right. And her business is called 21st Safety Technology Solutions. Uh, What we usually like to do, you might remember a little bit about this, is find out a little bit about uh, our guests. So just remind us, uh, are you from around here? I can't remember quite. Well, I've lived in Orlando since 2000. Okay. I came down here from Hartford, Connecticut, where I was in the corporate world. Okay. You know, a lot of corporations are based in Connecticut. Connecticut, right, right? Right. Because of, I guess, the friendly corporate uh, laws that they have there. Is that is that the reasoning why? <laughs> a lot of them are leaving. <laughs> is, yeah, because of the, uh, the, the, the economic and tax situation in exactly. that state. Right. Exactly. Um, and you've been here since 2000, you said? Yes. Have you always been in business for yourself? Well, when I graduated college, I had a, uh, I started a construction company. I thought, well, you know, pretty good you know you manage a project that'd be pretty good but then after 13 years i got tired of the cyclical market so i went into the corporate world did well in the corporate world started out as a safety engineer on the manufacturing floor progressed through the ladder and ended up being the executive uh, head of international operations for safety and environmental operations oh it's starting to come back to me now and you traveled the world over right as uh the safety and so you got to see a lot of different types of operations, if I remember correctly. Right, from construction to manufacturing to different cultures and how they address safety. That's the interesting part. Some some companies, some countries are a little more progressive, and some aren't. And you know, there's some countries that, are, for instance, Western Europe is a little bit ahead of us when it comes to ergonomics. So um, it's interesting. I see you nodding your head there, Lucy. Well, because, as you know, I've been around the world also, and it is very interesting because the cultures are really something you need to understand when you arrive at any country. You have to understand the culture to understand how to proceed to even tell them or, you know, Mm -hmm. ask them how to do things. Or Mm -hmm. uh, So that's the first part, I think, that I personally found very interesting, uh, the culture. How do you get to get your message across? I found the best way is to get the, them to realize when they get injured, it's about them. It's not about the government, right. not about the company, not about their family dealing with less money. Yeah, you're right. You, you know, you lose your eyes, you lose your leg, you lose your mobility. That's that's all on you. 100%. You have you had a much more powerful message than I did. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's back up a little bit too, because you are a doctor. Uh, is that a doctor of medicine or a, a, a PhD? PhD. And what was that in? Educational psychology, behavioral change, adult learning, how we deal with adults to get them to improve their behavior. What works, what doesn't work. So that marries very well with safety. I was going to say that it sort of fits right in, doesn't it? Right, because, you know, a lot of people think about safety as government compliance. I think about it as behavioral change. Most people already know what to do. So it's not about teaching. 
It's about performance improvement. And and that's what I was going to uh, say. You, when it comes to safety, it, it's a lot of whether they're aware of the things they're doing or not. It's it's really about changing people's behavior and their sure. routines sure. Uh, to improve their safety record, so exactly. to speak. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Um, and uh, in this day and age, I take it because I see in, in the name of your business, you say uh, 21st century safety technology solutions. Uh, more and more now, we're relying on technology for these types of solutions, I take it. Right. A lot of times you can have a remote employee or you, and you can contact them with technology. You can send them something on their uh, smartphone. You can send training out on their smartphones. Um, you can send reminder, daily reminder out on their smartphones. So you have a touch point with employees. You can have one every day. And with that, companies have realized as much as 60% reduction of accidents in one year. That's uh, fascinating that uh, those type of results can be achieved. Now, is the this, this uh, industry, though, is a little bit more mature, isn't it, now than when you were traveling the world about? In other words, aren't people a little bit more aware of these type of things? Exactly, because before OSHA was passed in 1970, there were 15,000 fatalities a year. Fast forward to last year, there's less than 5,000. Now, labor hours have gone up. Just real quick, you're talking about workplace deaths in the United States. In the United States. Okay, all right. have been pre-1970, there was 15,000. This last year, there's 5,000. So we've cut them in a third. Accidents have gone down. Fatalities have gone down a third. But labor hours have soared since then. So it's definitely OSHA's made a huge impact on the workplace and keeping it safer. Lucy? Okay. Um, Once again, today's guest is Dr. Isabel Perry. She is the CEO of 21st Century's Safety. And and the website is 21stCenturySafety.com, 21stCenturySafety.com. And pretty much every business, whether you're by yourself out there or you have a 1,000 employees, safety has got to be something that's part of your plan. Yes, some people have the misconcept that safety only kicks in when you have 20 or 30 employees. All companies come under safety. All companies must adhere to safety regulations. It's when you hit 10 employees do you have to do the record-keeping, and that makes the difference. But one, one thing I would like to share with businesses out there is um, that safety doesn't have to cost. Uh, it, it can help. If you do it right, It can you can save money on your bottom line. Okay. Maybe we can give a few hints along the way during the show today about how they can do that. We have to take a break right now, however. But we'll come back in just a few minutes. And once again, our guest today is Dr. Isabel Perry, 21stCenturySafety.com. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score? Hey, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And we've got a winning combination in the studio today, and it includes Lucy Polito of Score. Good to see you, as I always say, Lucy. Thank and you. Uh, Rich Jekyll, he'll be back in a few weeks, but uh, Lucy's doing a great job filling in. I am Christopher Hart, and our guest today is Dr. Isabel Perry of 21st Century Safety. And uh, we were just beginning to talk about uh, the importance of safety uh, on the job. And I want to get into that a little bit more. But this is the type of thing that uh, a lot of businesses, you know, they, as you were saying, until they get a number of employees, it just kind of doesn't dawn on them. You were saying ten, at 10 you have to fill out paperwork. Is that is OSHA standard? Yes. For record keeping, accidents, incidents, at, when you have 10 employees. But it'll have to be direct. They can be part-time. But if you have 10 employees, record-keeping kicks in. And that means, you know, some are, say, your landscaping company, and you have six employees during the winter, but you go up to 12 employees, that's at any one time. So if you peak above 10 at any one time. During a year. During a year, you must do record-keeping. And that is with OSHA, so that's separate from all the other stuff you have to do. And what would that require? I mean, is it just filling out names and addresses, that sort of thing? Well, there's an OSHA 300 form, and what you do is record any time anyone has an injury, lost time injury, and that's how companies, your workers' compensation is calculated. 
based upon your last three incidents, last three years of incidences. And that's where they get the numbers uh, for your workers' comp. I see. So now even if you only have a couple of employees, I believe you have to have workman's comp, though. So this is separate from OSHA, is separate from workman's comp is what I'm yeah. trying to establish here. Yes, worker, workers' comp is, is by state. Each state has their own workers' compensation. OSHA is a federal program. Okay. And OSHA is more the regulations. Workers' comp is a set-aside monies to cover people who have had accidents. So OSHA, when you say regulations, this would be workplace requirements in terms of safety devices and things of that nature? Right. Personal protective equipment, machine guards, forklift safety, uh, chemical safety, using safety, the right safety scaffolding on a construction site. Yes, that's workplace safety. Does this include uh, small businesses, obviously? Yes, small businesses as well. If it's an office business, they're exempt. Like if you have a small office and you're an accounting firm, something mm-hmm. like that. That's exempt? That's exempt. Um, but you, new, new companies, new organizations they've added in the last years, like car dealerships were never covered, but now they are because think about it. Car dealerships were exempt, but they have those garages. Yeah. Entertainment facilities used to be exempt. But look at all of the activity that goes on behind the scenes when you put on a production. And it doesn't matter whether it's a... For profit or non profit organization? That's right. So either one, you have to have it. Either one. So if you're running a non profit theater, for instance, you still have to abide by OSHA regulations. OSHA regulations, yes. Okay. Uh, once again, Dr. Isabel Perry is our guest today. 21stCenturySafety.com is her business. And you, you, as you said, you traveled around the world uh, as part of a, the corporate world. Right. Uh, doing safety inspections and things of that nature. And you also studied behavioral. Behavioral safety, yes. Safety and education when you were in, in your Ph.D. program. Have things changed much or are there like basic things that you build upon when you go in and you look at an organization? Well, organizations, the old way of doing something would be put in a safety inspector or safety auditor on the job. Well, the only time people are safe in that situation is when the auditor is there. If they're for functioning as safety cops, safety police. Okay. And it's, it's like when you drive down the highway, you see a safety police, you see a policeman and you start driving slowly. But if you get it into your brain that you're driving slowly for your own personal survival, just like safety, we need to get employees to realize that they're working safely for themselves. And when they work safely for themselves, they're motivated whether anybody's there or not. But it's important that organizations know this. It's not just about compliance. There's opportunities for them to save money. And one of the ways opportunities they can save money is if an organization, if a company in Florida, this is Florida only, if they have a safety plan, they can get a 2% reduction on their workers' compensation. So if they have a safety plan that includes uh, um, a safety policy, safety rules, uh, inspections, preventative maintenance, training, first aid, accident investigation, and record keeping, they can get a 2% reduction on their workers' comp, and that's quite a bit of money. So with a little bit of effort, they can save money, but not only do they save money, while they're doing this saving the money, they're building a culture in their environment where employees start working safely because they realize it's the right thing to do. Go ahead. uh, No, I was going to say, is this something, for instance, that I'm thinking of a landscaper or some, you know, these people, especially in Florida, that come around and, you know, there's some companies that are large enough and some that are just kind of mom and pop with three or four people. Um, if if they have something written and they give it to their employees, does that count? Or no? No, no. They have to have a written safety program. And, um, and they take it to their insurance carrier. And their insurance carrier must... Uh, must approve, it. approve it because this is done by Florida statute. I know, you know, for those who like to look up the Florida statute, it's section 440.1025. It's Florida statute by law that insurance carriers must give their clients 2% reduction on workers' comp if they have a safety program. So it needs to be something more than what they hand to employees. It's, it's a little bit, you know, have a policy statement and put it outside your office have a safety program where once in a while you do safety inspections, um, finding uh, right ways to re- re- record medical injuries, things like that. Okay. okay. 
and this cuts across business types and industries, right. I take it, right? Uh, okay, so once again, today's guest is Dr. Isabel Perry of 21st Century Safety, 21stCenturySafety.com. And at 21st, are the 21 are the numbers, 2-1, the numbers 2-1-S-T, 21stCenturySafety.com, 21stCenturySafety.com. Wanted to be clear about that. And you, uh, once again, you, you said it changed because before it was more about just hiring a person for this office, and I guess he would just kind of go around and maybe make changes of his own or her own or whatever, and now it's it's more about changing people's behavior. But who does that in an organization? Are they now hiring out for people to come in and do that? The approach is different. It's the approach. You still have the person in the company or you can have a consultant. I see. But the approach in the old way was stand over them, point out what they're doing wrong. Well, that is not a very good motivator because just as soon as you leave, they're going to go back the old ways. However, you take the time to teach them that what's in it for me, we always say it's the best radio station other than yours, of course. It's called WIIFM, What's In It For Me. Okay. And when they get motivated, what's in it for me is, you know, you're not going to be injured. You're going to go home the same way you came to work. You're going to have your limbs, your eyes, your vision, because it's not, a, it's not about government compliance. It's not about the company making you do it. It's not about, and it impacts your family if you're injured because you're going to have less income. But if you're in a wheelchair, you lost a limb, it's about you. So corporations have come to the conclusion that it's more important that their employees actually change their behavior than anything else because that's going to add to the bottom line. Well, it's not just it's, it's the right thing to do to add to the bottom line because they need employees need to see that OSHA, that safety is not just a work issue, but it's a home issue as well. Because Liberty Mutual did a study research, employees are injured three times more at home than they are at work, and they're killed eleven times more at home than they are at work. So safety is not a work issue. Safety is not nine to five. You put it on in the morning. You build this in your lifestyle, and you and you demonstrate it to your children so that they they work they play safe as well. You ever see these little shows on Facebook where the little kids are imitating their parents? They watch constantly, and they need to watch the behavior of the adult. The adult has to be a role model. And, of course, at home is when we're a little bit more careless, we're a little bit more casual. Right. Um, Sometimes a little bit more imbibed, and those are the things that can get you in trouble, right? Yeah, three times more likely to be injured at home than at work. That says a lot. Okay. Once again, our guest today is Dr. Isabel Perry of 21st Safety, and that's 21stSafety.com. The number is 21st21stSafety.com. The, uh, the, the industry, as you said, is, is evolving. Is the whole world evolving in the same direction? Is this a, sort of a, an international thing? You, you mentioned it. Europe's a little bit ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Well, they're ahead of us only in ergonomics. And what does that mean? They're more concerned about the way we sit at our desk, the way we sit in our cars, our skeleton, our, our body, posture, skele- and, posture that sort of thing. and right. they're a little more. When you stand in front of a machine, how to make it so you're not going to have lower back injury, and, and instead of having jobs where you have to bend a lot, they will redesign the environment so that the employee doesn't have to bend as much. Right. They're, so they're more into ergonomics in there. But for safety, uh, we're, we're, we're probably, if, if we're not at the top, we're the top five countries in the world. So it's, it's um, matter of fact, the International Standards Organization is passing uh, a law that is an international standard. It's a recommendation. It's not a requirement. And it's a recommendation on how companies worldwide should set up their safety programs. Okay. And is all of this available at your website, this sort of thing as well? Is this, in other words, are they going to get an introduction as to what they need in terms of business planning and what's happening in the the world of safety, so to speak? Well, it's not on the website, but I'm more than happy to answer their questions. If they want to give me a call, I'll be more than happy to walk them through what they need to do because I'm always here to help. And can they contact you through the website? Yes, they can. And her phone number, by the way, is 321-287-7771, 321-287-7771. 
And uh, I might add that this is uh, good for all companies, large and small. And since we at SCORE deal primarily with smaller companies, I think this is a very important point uh, that has been brought up today. Because a lot of people, I don't think, realize the importance of safety. I mean, we all kind of take it for granted, but really, truly, I mean, this is a big expense. As uh, you know, I, I've always thought this is a par opportunity for an employee to sue the company, which will cost a lot of money. Even if the company, you know, wins the uh, argument, let's say. Uh, but the other thing that you mentioned that, you know, if they have a good program, a good pro- a safety program, it does reduce their expenses. What is it, 2% or something like that? 2% if they have a written program. Off workman's compensation. Mm -hmm. And every bit helps. And for a lot of people, that's a substantial amount of money, depending on what kind of business that you're in, especially if it's construction or roofing or something like that. Okay, once again, uh, today's guest is Dr. Isabel Perry, 21stCenturySafety.com. That's the numbers 21st21centurysafety.com. And don't forget, the SCORE website is orlando.score.org. That's orlando.score.org. And don't forget to check out the menu there for the seminars and offerings and make sure you take advantage of them. And we'll be right back with more What's the Score? <coughs> Okay, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And don't forget, safety has got to be a part of that combination. I am Christopher Hart, along with Lucy Polito of SCORE, and today's guest is Dr. Isabel Perry. And once again, Dr. Perry was with us a couple of years ago, and you can go to the website, which is orlando.score.org, to find the archive of the What's the Score show. And you will be able to access that. They got it categorized there. It uh, should be fairly easy to find. If uh, there's something about uh, the show today that reminds you of something back then, you want to hear it again. Uh, and of course, if you would like to call Dr. Perry and discuss safety issues in your business, her phone number is 321 287 7771. That's 321 287 7771. And Safety is her game, and she traveled the world looking at uh, how business and safety was conducted worldwide, and she has brought that knowledge here to Central Florida. And this is the sort of thing that SCORE has to offer, and uh, she has done a breakfast series and probably one of the breakfasts, actually it's the coffee with the leader series, and uh, she'll probably be doing some more in the future as well. Yeah, but, can uh, I just add that that sure, particular ahead. program is free also. So that's a wonderful opportunity to the hear some with wonderful leaders. speakers. Yeah. That's right. The Coffee with Leaders <clears throat> series. And it is now a weekly series. It was so popular. And because it is so popular, you need to pre-register for these events. You can find out the menu, the, the lineup, as it were, at orlando.score.org. And that's where you as well can register. That's orlando.score.org. If you prefer to do it over the phone, that's fine. Uh, 407-420-4844, but it it helps, obviously, if you know which one you want to register if you're going to do it over the phone. That's 407-420-4844, and once again, SCORE is located in the National Entrepreneur Center, which is in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall, and this is a world-renowned entrepreneur center. And so if you have friends or neighbors who have just arrived, family perhaps, from Puerto Rico, and they were business people down in Puerto Rico. A lot of people are, are, are pulling up stakes and moving here. You might want to refer them to the National Entrepreneur Center where they have the Hispanic Chamber of Commerce where they'll be glad to help them out. And a lot of all the other organizations will help out too. SCORE. Yes. Uh, you have the <clears throat> SBA there uh, prepared to help. You have uh, the import-export folks over there. You have the African-American Chamber of Commerce over there. So there's a whole lot to offer at the National Entrepreneur Center. And a lot of people in town don't even know that it exists. And that's a shame, but that's why we're here. This, that's what the show is all about. Uh, I want to get back to Dr. Isabel Perry. And uh, once again, she is the CEO of 21stCenturySafety.com. And uh, we were beginning to talk about the cost of, say, getting a safety plan, which really save you money 
as opposed to uh, having accidents on the job. I mean, it, it, it's more expensive probably than ever, I would imagine, uh, for someone to have an accident on a job, from, from the medical care to the legal costs and all the red tape and all that other stuff. Yeah, exactly, because the cost of an accident, if you look at the medical cost, the indirect costs of that accident are usually five times greater. So if you have an accident, the medical costs are 5000 The absolute cost by the time you get done, which is business interruption, broken equipment, time to retrain someone, time to get a new employee in, all the other issues, the morale that goes down, of people distracted around, all the additional paperwork, it's five times greater. So that five times $5,000 accident suddenly translates to $25,000. Okay, now that $25,000 comes right off the top. Put that against your ROI, your 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 uh, return, return on investment, investment right. and your actual profit. You have to sell thousands of dollars of additional product <coughs> just to make up for that twenty five thousand dollar accident. So it's better to watch and, and to build your safety program, build your safety program so it doesn't hit your bottom line negatively, but also make sure you have a safety plan. So you can take advantage of that 2% workers' compensation cost in the state of Florida. This is something Florida does. Not every state of the union does this. So having that safety plan with the um, where the president signs a safety policy statement, safety rules, uh, you know, it's not a very in-depth requirement uh, at all. It's, it's, it's not something, it, you know, they, they may be able to do it themselves. They may need someone to consult and to help them a little bit. But nevertheless, 2% of your workers' compensation costs is quite a bit of money for most companies. Indeed it is, uh, especially if it's a construction-oriented company or industrial-type country company, I should say, because they pay a higher percentage uh, in their unemployment compensation costs. So this is something that uh, is a bottom-line issue, but more importantly, it's a it's – a, uh, a life issue, uh, I believe, as you put it, right. a quality right. of life issue, not just in the workplace, but also at home. And you've been doing this for some time. Is it get easier to get people to change their behavior and be more safe? I think if people will put down their wall that OSHA is a government agency at to get them, if they'll put down that wall and see that safety really has four responsibilities. One is legislative, of course. Uh, one is social. An organization, a company, owes it to their employees to provide a safe workplace. It's the ethically right thing to do. So compliance is one. Uh, social is another. Fiscal is another. Fiscal responsibility, you have to the stockholders, to the people who own the company, to the other shareholders in the company. They have this responsibility for that bottom line. And then there's the personal responsibility. I need to work safely for myself. I need to be my brother's keeper. If I see them doing something wrong, I need to point it out to them. You can say anything you can to someone as long as you say it nicely. You don't walk up to someone and attack them and say, you're doing that wrong. But if you say, you know, I really care about, you know, what you're doing there, and I'd hate to be the one to have to call your family tonight if you were injured. So why don't you, you know, do this instead of that so you're a little more safe. Right. The you mentioned OSHA though, and it is a that is a federal government organization. You said it was created in 1970, right? And it was uh, its its purpose is what does the OSHA stand for? Okay, Occupational Safety and Health Administration, and they set forth the standards that ensure organizations provide a safe and healthy workplace for their employees. Okay. Prior to 1970. Deaths on a job were a line item. When the Hoover Dam was built, they said there'd be so many squares of concrete, there'd be so many this, so many that, and because we're going to be working this many hours, these many people are going to die. So death was a long line item, and it got worse and worse and worse. And it, I think the coal mining industry is the one that tipped them over the top and said, you know, we have to do something. So even though they had mine safety, they looked at industry as well. I see. So... The regulations, though, have multiplied over the years, have they not? Well, not that much. Okay. Uh, they, you know, people think, oh, they haven't. No, they haven't multiplied. You know, over the years that much. It hasn't gone that that much since 1970. And uh, usually, if they do pass a piece of legislation, 
they end up saving lives. For instance, one of the next, one of the most recent ones is a new silica standard in the in the construction industry. Well, silica is the new black lung. So would we say black lung is bad legislation? I don't think so. So now we're just making people aware in the construction industry mostly. Silica is is like the new black lung. You're going to get it. You can die of cancer. And what she's talking about is uh, cement and mixtures of that nature, right? Where right. you're, you're going to have fine powder, right. uh, salt, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sand-based fine powder right. that uh, you'll be inhaling. Right. Instead of, you know, new, that, that's the most recent standard and it just came out. Um, so all the dust, when you have a jackhammer and all that dust that comes out, mm-hmm. when you're grinding wheel, you know, you need to use a wet process. When you're blowing out a garage with an air blower, you've... When you blow that dust, you're blowing silicate. If that comes in your lungs, you know, it's going to clog you up just like black lung did to coal miners. And, of course, if you're doing that every day, it complicates it. I was driving down the street the other day. I believe I was on the way here to the studio, and uh, I looked over, and there was just like this big, huge white cloud. And I realized there was a guy in the middle of that cloud, and he was cutting concrete. Right. And they use a grinder. It's not a saw blade. It's a grinder that grinds Mm -hmm. the concrete, and, of course, that creates a very fine powder that creates a cloud. And anybody that's breathing that, this is what you're talking about. Right. Now they have equipment. You can retool that equipment so you can have water. And so it pulls down the dust, keeps the dust down. Right. It injects water where the cutting is done. Exactly. So all of these things, this this is the changing technology. But at the end of the day, though, you're still talking about behavioral changes. Because if there's a guy in the middle of that cloud of dust and he doesn't have some sort of breathing you know, a respirator or something on. Exactly, because certainly that employee knows that's not good for them. Right. But a lot of times it's young guys, you know, and then, then, you know, 20, 25, and they want to prove to the world how tough they are and stuff like that. And they don't, you know, they don't think about 30, 40 years down the road. Yeah, I I tell people, I, I give a keynote speech, and I talk about the seven sins of safety. And one of those sins is denial. And I talk about the different people who've been killed. In denial. Right. You know? So, um... Yeah, famous last words like, I got this. I got this. Crash. Right, exactly. And, uh, of course, it's not funny when it happens. Right, exactly. And... Would you you say, in today's world, today's environment, which are the industries that are, let's say, a little bit more guilty of not following the safety rules? Construction. Still? Construction far outpasses others. And um, surprisingly, uh, agriculture. But construction is really up there. Really? Um, and, uh, Interesting. And in the, within the construction industry, the roofing industry yeah. is the worst. Because, yeah. you know, they're falling on, they're not tying off roofs, they're falling off roofs. It won't happen to me, I won't get dizzy, I won't trip, yeah. I won't fall backwards. And even people at home, you know, they, they think when they get on a ladder... And they think, I'm only two two rungs up on the ladder. Well, I don't mm-hmm. care where your feet are. Measure from where your head is. That's exactly right. Uh, I can testify to that by myself. Myself, it is, uh, It's not how high you up on the, are on the ladder, but how far your head is from the floor. Exactly. Right? And how hard that floor happens to be. Right? Exactly. So uh, you can't mess around with that sort of thing. You can't mess around with safety. It, it's like you mess up one time, and that could be the one time, that you, the only chance you get. Right. Like uh-huh. pulling. And one of the, the exercises I have in my speech is I have people pull Look at 300 jelly beans, and I put one black one in there, and I say, that black one's the one you're going to, you know, for every 300 incidents, one's fatal. So for every 300 incidents, one's fatal. I put a black jelly bean in there, and I offer them to pull, pull out the jelly bean when they can't see what color the jar is. You know, can't see through the jar. No one wants to pull it. <laughs> of course. All right, we'll uh, take a break. Once again, we are speaking today with Dr. Isabel Perry. 21stCenturySafety.com, and don't forget the website for SCORE is Orlando.SCORE.org. So stick around with us. we got more of the show to go. And once again, tell all your friends and family about SCORE. It's a great organization. We'll be right back with more of What's the Score. Hey, welcome back to What's the Score, the show designed to help you come up with that winning combination for your business. And you know, another winning combination for your business 
is radio because that's a great way to get your word out to the public. And with four great, powerful radio stations here at the Salem Media Group Orlando, you can't go wrong. Bill Files is the man to talk to. His phone number here is 407-618-1760. Bill's been in the business all of his life. He's got a great team of professionals here. And whether you want to advertise on the radio, perhaps have your own radio show like this one right here, or sponsor like this show right here, you can do all that by calling Bill Files at 407 407- 618-1760. And once again, radio is there for you, and it's there for everybody else, too, because guess what? 95% of all Americans listen to their radio sometime every week, and you could be talking to them. Of course, maybe not 95% of all America, but you could be talking to a whole lot of them right here in Central Florida. 407-618-1760 is the number. Once again, our guest today is Dr. Isabel Perry, 21stCenturySafety.com. Or 21st Century Safety. The website is 21stCenturySafety.com. Lucy Polito is in with me, Christopher Hart, and Rich will be back in the near future. Uh, and once again, we were talking about this, and in fact, uh, she has conducted, a, it wasn't a seminar, but it was a Breakfast with a Leader series on safety, correct? Yes. At, at SCORE. This is just a, a sampling of what SCORE offers up, right? At, right. Uh, over at SCORE. Yeah, I've I've, I've used their facilities. I've spoken at some of their events. But I want to encourage businesses. It's not just for startup businesses because I'm an established business. Once in a while I'll get an idea of something I want to roll off somebody else. You know, just have a sounding board. So I'll go to score and say, you know, what do you think of this? Because sometimes within your own mind it sounds really, really great. And you've started so enthused about this new idea and you need a sounding board Someone who with expertise, and if, so that maybe they can show you, yeah, maybe add something that you haven't thought about, or perhaps show you that you know there's a pitfall there too. So, so I've used SCORE as a as a client as well, as well as help them provide training. And that's important. I'm glad you brought that up because SCORE is there as little or as much as you want to take advantage of it. Uh, as as uh, Dr. Perry was saying, she uses them as a sounding board and. You know, for an idea or, or something like that. But if you're, you know, just coming out and just getting started in the business world, you might want to rely more on the mentorship program at SCORE. And uh, not just as a sounding board, but to, to help you get up on your feet and get up and running. And now they're not going to run your business for you. I want to make that very clear. But they're going to offer you the best advice and counsel and experience as you make the decisions in your business. So you, you can't go wrong. I mean, this is this is boardroom stuff that you can get for yeah, no charge. And, you know, I might add that we have uh, people that have been in all types of businesses. So, right. you know, we don't all know everything. Uh, but we do have, yeah, <laughs> but we do have. I know a few experts. people who think they do, right? Yeah, there are people like that. Yeah. But there are people who are really, we have a lot of folks that are, in engineering, for instance, we have a lot of engineers. We have a lot, every every possible business you can think of. We have one of those, right. and that's a tremendous advantage. So, uh, usually, when someone comes into the office, we talk to them and they tell us what it is they're looking for. We then can send them to the right person who has that experience, uh, and I think that's very valuable. What's nice as a business owner, if you have a, uh, you know, you can't like you said, you can't know it all. So if you have an area where your expertise is a little shy, you can go into score and find someone with that skill set right. and say, you know, this is what I'm doing. Am I on the right track? You know, so it, it fills the gaps. You yeah, know? It's, it's a great opportunity. And again, I have to say, as Rich said, this is free. And, you know, if you uh, were to hire any one of us uh, for your company for something, uh, not hire us at score because we can't do that. But, but to hire if you were does that. to hire yeah. somebody with any kind of experience, it would cost a lot of money. Whereas here we are, we would take you from the very beginning towards until you're successful. We'll take you by the hand and we will visit with you as often as we, as it's necessary and as often as you want us. Right. And there are people there who are bilingual or multilingual. So uh, whatever language that you or your family member speaks, uh, they can they can help out over there. Yes. So once again, uh, it's all offered the mentorship program at no cost. SCORE is a nonprofit organization, and so it is uh, the only thing they charge for, and it's a minimal charge at that, 
is for the seminars, and even that, not all of the seminars. And believe, and, believe and me, it's, it's well worth it. And the lunch series, yeah. not the not the coffee with a leader, no. but the lunch. And but you get lunch, right? I mean, so, you get lunch and an outstanding right. speaker. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And once again, you can find all of that information and the schedule and how you can register for all of that at the SCORE website, which is orlando.score.org. That's orlando.score.org. And once again, in the National Entrepreneur Center in the Orlando Fashion Square Mall. Uh, Dr. Perry, let, let's talk about something that's uh, it's a, it's a rare, it's a fairly new uh, phenomena in the professional world. I mean, the the actual phenomena itself, I guess, is not, but the fact that it's more legal now is marijuana and and drug use in the business world, in the workplace. Now that more and more states are going to like Florida, medical marijuana, California, just totally you know legalized uh, recreational use. How is that impacting and how has that come to play in your industry, the safety industry? Well, it's something they're watching real closely now. They're finding there's people who are driving more erratic. I have friends that are safety professionals in Colorado because Colorado, I believe, was one of the first states. It in, was the first state and they are encountering problems. To legalize recreational use. Right. Right. And, on, uh, on top of medical marijuana. Right. And so um, for recreational use in, in states even the police reports are finding a little more. Um, I, I, I haven't had to deal with it because, again, I deal with their behavior. And if you are not 100% there, um, you might have more likelihood of an accident. Really, alcohol, even alcohol on the job, even before marijuana came along, alcohol on the job was very bad uh, player. So it's on construction. Um, a very bad player. So, um, so that situation is... A lot is, of the guys drinking beer on the job and stuff like that. And hard liquor as well. Is that hard right? Liquor. Yeah. And sometimes they do what they think is going to... Now, the beer they think is going to cool them down. When it doesn't cool them down, it's just a temporary. So uh, they... They end up wanting more. They right? want more. Yeah. Right. And, of course, that's all counterproductive. So, really, it's not a new phenomenon. It's sort of just a changing face of the ph- same phenomenon, more or less. It's just changed. The, 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 the product has just changed. The, uh, the, the element has changed, but the alcohol has always been on the job. I see. Okay. And that's another thing, too, that states, that companies in the state of Florida can get a 5% reduction on their, work, on their workers' compensation if they have an active uh, drug plan. Um, now, excuse me real quick. Is this on top of the 2% reduction exactly. if they have a safety plan? If they have a drug-free workplace plan, they get a 5% reduction on their workers' compensation on top of the 2%. But they have to have a, a, drug, uh, a uh, drug-free a drug workplace program, which is random testing and programs and training, and, um, uh, and, that, and that will help them. Okay. So, once again, you're not just talking about helping people protect people, protect your, your business, protect, you know, your property. But you're also talking about saving now a substantial amount of money. You're talking up to 7% of mm-hmm. your workman's comp. Exactly. So, I mean, 2% is nice. 7% is a whole lot nicer. Oh, there you go. Right? And Remember, this is this right off not, the bottom line. So this is... The, and that, can these things be done in conjunction, more well, or less? There are two different content. The content of each program is a little bit different. I see. Um, I see. And now most companies aren't going to have the wherewithal to set these up on their own, I take it, correct? I mean, they'll have to do a lot of homework, in other well, words. Well, they have to do homework or they can, if they want it right away, they can hire someone. Sometimes if they hire someone, they get the document faster, which means they're going to get the savings faster. Okay. And that's where somebody like you comes in, I take it. Yes. All right. Dr. Isabel Perry, 21stCenturySafety.com. That's the number two one, 21stCenturySafety.com. Her number is 321-287-7771, 321-287-7771. And uh, once again, her, her she's just kind of like uh, over at SCORE, a SCORE volunteer. I mean, she has an immense amount of experience in this field and uh, knows probably more about it than the regulators themselves, I would imagine, after all these years in the business. And... I think an an interesting point that uh, Dr. Perry brings in is that, you know, behavior is something that we all need to learn. And it's something that we can carry from job to job. Right. Really. Right. I mean, if uh, if we learn it, it, we shouldn't 
necessarily point this to a business. I mean, it's wonderful that they can save money, but at the end of the day, behavior is something that you really want to learn because it's something you're going to need uh, for any business, for any place. Or just personal safety. Yeah, I, personal safety. When I, you know, I, when I go park in a parking lot at night, I always park underneath a light, street light. Right. When I park in a parking lot, I always make sure the driver's side faces the front of the store because if there's cameras on the store, they'll see the front of you and they'll see what's going on. Just things that you incorporate all the time. You don't get frustrated when you're at a stop sign. It's, it's for purpose. It's for reason. Right. So safety, really, you know, you need to be thinking safety all the time. In other right. words, it's exactly. situational type things. Yes. Be situational awareness. Where are you? Uh, there's... If there's something bad going on, how do I get out of here? Yeah, it kind of reminds me. They, I haven't seen one in probably decades, but there used to be a lot of commercials on be a defensive driver and yes. that sort of thing. You remember yes. those, right? Well, even exactly. things like when you go to a movie, you know, one of the things I do when I go into a movie and I sit down someplace, I always look at the exit. Where it, is the exit? Exactly. You know, I learned that from the Columbine issue. Yeah. You know, one of the things you, I'm more aware of now. Well, well sure, sure. And course when you board a plane they always point out to you the emergency exits right. and things mm-hmm. of that nature i mean they're thinking safety that's part of the routine that the the flight attendants and gone other, through ever since know, day one flying. the other interesting thing and we've had problems like this around uh for instance uh, there are exit doors and then it turns out they're closed i think when they had the pulse thing didn't they have that problem i think uh, one of the doors wasn't Working or something? I'm not sure of that. I don't remember that. But somewhere I read that there was some something happening and uh, there was a fire or something. And people couldn't get out because the door was closed. Right. So, you know, all those kinds of little things that are business, very important. All right. Well, we're going to have to leave it there for today. I want to thank you for being on the show again, Dr. Perry. Thank you. Once again, very informative. And her website, one last time, is 21stCenturySafety.com. That's the number, 21stCenturySafety.com. Her phone number is 321-287-7771. That's 321-287-7771. And don't forget the SCORE website is orlando.score.org. That's orlando.score.org. And don't forget to be planning on BizFest to be there. It's going to be the first week or so in May. We're going to be telling you a lot more about it as it draws near, but you'll definitely want to be there. It's a great networking opportunity. Dr. Perry, are you planning on being there this year? Absolutely. I was the speaker last year. Oh, that's right. That's right. I remember seeing your name now. That's right. Okay, so all of that, once again, you can find at orlando.score.org. So till next week, thanks for tuning in. And tune in next week for more What's the Score.